Hey everybody, this is a podcast, Kicking It with KJ. So we're going to be discussing, you know, the ups and downs of a volleyball season, specifically from the KJ point of view. And we're going to talk about how we work on building the character of the student-athlete from a really young age to their IDO soft to college. And we're going to talk about all of the wonderful experiences that you will have. And traveling around the country, competing at a high level. Lifelong memories with your teammates. And wow, what about all that food around the country? I know you like that, Ryan. Yeah, that's, a lot of food. That's one of my favorite parts, too. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives with KJ. So listen in, take some tips, have some fun with us, and hopefully you enjoy this as much as we enjoy making it. Okay, so today in the studio, we have Caroline Minus as well as Annie Minus. Woohoo! Hi, Caroline. Hi, Dawn. (laughs) Nice to have you here. I'm excited to be here. What about you? Back from college this Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, I'm really excited. It's really fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right. What a better topic to discuss today than parent and players and coaches and players and coaching your kid and what that's like. What do you think? Yeah, a lot of relationships between those parties, an important relationship for sure. Annie, let's start with you, actually. You played in our club for several years. Can you talk to us about when you started playing, when you picked up volleyball? And I know you're a Bellarmine Prep graduate. So talk a little bit about that in your timeline. All right. So, so I started in fifth grade. I'd obviously like known about KJ and my mom had coached there for so many years before. I grew up like, obviously being like, oh my God, I love, like, I want to play for KJ. There's no <laughs> other club but KJ. That is no the truth, other, right? Uh, yeah. Your <laughs> reputation was just team to be. I wanted to be on that team. So I was 10 on a 12s team. I played up until U14s and then I continued at Bellarmine Prep playing volleyball all four years, fortunately. Like, (laughs) thankfully I made those teams all those years. And those were competitive teams. Very, yes. I just came into high school after they'd state titles, all of them, and then all their players left and I was like, crap, what am I? Like, (laughs) shoot. Like, I better step up. Some big shoes to fill. Definitely some big shoes to fill. But I've had good experience experiences from like KJ and then on to high school and still love volleyball. It's still such an important game to me and super So fun. what is it like right now, Annie, not playing volleyball on a regular daily basis? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so sad. It's so <laughs> sad. I even in high school, like even after the volleyball season, I coached at KJ with my mom mm-hmm. and oh my God, that was so much fun. I learned so much and it was... Annie, you finished playing club your 14th year, correct? Yeah. So what was it like after high school season? to not go and start club season. Like, I know you play other sports, is that correct? Yes, I am also a tennis player <laughs> under my mom as well. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come back to some questions there. Did you miss playing club like when your older years or were you so busy with everything else that it never impacted you? Well, the first year was definitely the hardest because it's like my mom would go to tryouts and I would be at home and I'd be like, oh, all my friends are there. They're <laughs> like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm not playing this year. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh no. But uh, definitely as the years go by, it gets easier still. 
heartbreaking yeah. to not yeah, have that is. type of commitment, that type of team chemistry, that type of That's so valuable. Play. Yeah. That is. What was it like for you, mom and right. coach, to not have her in that part of the year in that club season? Yeah, that was tough. I think obviously Annie's dad, so my husband, whenever your kids decide to play club sports, it's a family commitment. Mm-hmm. And being a part of it, I knew that Annie would love to contribute and be a part of that. But he was always kind of, are you sure? Or is, you know, that balance? And he's on the fence about club sports sometimes. And so I think, yeah, it was kind of, he loves having you at home, Annie. He's, you know, you guys have your dad and daughter things. Yes. So it's, and Tim is a high school coach, correct? Yeah, he's a high school running coach. It was tough to not have her around for that. But the opportunity to coach as she got yeah. older was, you know, I think a lot of times coaches, kids, they pick up a lot of things others don't. So it was fun to kind of see her show her stuff. And boy, she helped out a ton last year, the really key age group of seventh and eighth graders. And boy, she connects well with a lot of kids. Annie, you know, on a, you were like the popular coach <laughs> yes. last year in our club. Oh. So as a senior in high school, yes. you decided to take up coaching. Oh, yes. And I must say, you were probably one of our top coaches at the time, Thank even you. though you definitely hadn't had that hands-on coaching experience in club. But what a great contributor you were to our club last season before you went off to college. Thank you. <laughs> How was it to kind of shift gears and understand you just finished playing at that age you were coaching? When you watched how kids kind of acted on the court or off the court? What kind of reflection or what kind of message could you help them with? I had a lot of different roles on teams. I would be on the bench and I would be on the court, but it was very easy for me to, I was your age and I was on the bench and I was on the court as well, but it was such a hard thing. Kids that age, like especially girls to, why am I on the bench? Or like, why am I doing this? And It's not necessarily really anything you do, but sometimes it's what your team needs and your team needs you to have your role on the bench as well on the court. Oh, that's such a valuable lesson to share with them. Very easy for me to sometimes it's just the way it goes but it's (laughs) like you still have to work hard because your team wants you to work hard and they need you to work hard. Yeah that's a very good message. Doesn't that make you proud? Oh my gosh (laughs) yes I mean listen to someone in their 40s versus someone who's like was there like two years ago I mean my gosh it was it made coaching easy. To have someone there to kind of fill in those gaps and say things in a way where kids were like, okay, well, I learned my coaching style from you. So it's easy to be on the same page. This is the way I know she wants it done. And I know the message that you convey on all your teams. And it's important to have like a message and something that they can like lean back into. Like, what's my role? Like, what's everything that, what are we about? So it's important. It's important. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It's important. It is. It is a good, oh, You guys, it is like a love fest in the studio right now, and I'm loving it. It's fun. And it's probably fun to have her home from college. Oh my gosh, it It is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. The rhythm of the house is back. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right, let's shift gears a little bit and go back to Caroline. Wow, I'm trying to reflect back. How long have you been in the club? I think it's been 12, maybe. It's been a lot, a lot of years. I think, yeah, my kids were quite young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had every age group, I believe. Yes, everything but 16s. Mm-hmm. I was like, why not 16s? But I did. I, I looked back and I was like, which ones? But yes, I have a, a pretty good kind of range of mm-hmm. the full experience for sure. Well, and I have loved having you at the real developmental age. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to pigeonhole you sure. at all as a club director. But it was super valuable for us to know that you were teaching the whole athlete. Mm-hmm. Like the athlete walks in the gym and you're mm-hmm. teaching them 
about their character, which is part of what we talk about. It's part of our motto, building character through competition. And I also love that you're teaching them how to be good teammates at a young age. And Annie knows this. Your mom's the best at this. So she's, true. she's very good at that. And I love that you're teaching the developmental skills. You're teaching them how to compete. But you also are adding that whole student-athlete part to it. Value. Well, you know, I mean, it's part of the reason we don't want to stop coaching because still have a ton to learn. Some of those times when you've had seasons where you've failed in certain areas, you just kind of say, all right, next year, let's do more of that or more of that. So it, you know, it takes a while to kind of that philosophy or get that going. There's been some players in the past have been like, I don't remember her doing that. It's not, it's not like I <laughs> been some, as I, the experience ranges for people, mm-hmm. I'm proud of, especially in the last handful of years, the kids come back and they try out at KJ. So obviously, you know, I hope that they have a good good experience at our club and that they still love the sports. Mm -hmm. And I think the longer I coach, the more I realize too, that we are looking for talent and kids that maybe want to play kind of at a high level. When you pick winners and losers at, at the young ages, they surprise you. Kids that grow or have that passion and then kids who lose their passion and And can you get it back is it just a phase or is it they're done with the sport so I think you have to coach all those kids and know that they're in a certain moment of their life of a of an athlete Mm -hmm. and and just to really coach each of them kind of assuming that that they develop in those different stages yeah correct and that's a really good valuable point Caroline I failed to fully introduce her is not only a longtime coach within our club and such a valued member of our club She is the head coach at Bellarmine Prep, and you've been at Bellarmine Prep how long now? Since 2003 as an assistant and then head coach, I think, five years now. And how many state championships did you guys win during that time? Yeah, you know, we had three that were back-to-back, 2012, 13, and 14, and it was a pretty special time. And special staff. We've had a lot of coaches out of that Bellarmine Prep and a ton of athletes that have come through our club. Yep, 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 very lucky. Annie, you like you said, you were following in some of those footsteps and did a good yes. job of stepping up. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, my mom had just stepped into the head coach position as I became a freshman, so that was also pretty hard because I was like, definitely there's expectations that go along with being a teacher's kid, but also like a coach's kid, but also playing that sport mm-hmm. that your mom coaches. I, I continue to play. And I love that I continued to play and that she supported me through that. It's harder being a coach's kid. I'm glad I stuck with it. I'm so glad I'm you did too. Yes. The team was would definitely miss you not having your presence there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I want to say, you know, I was around your mom. I was friends with your mom. We worked together yeah. through, through the volleyball scene. I know that that was equally a challenge for her and wanting to make sure that she held you to a same standard and sometimes maybe a higher standard than the rest of the students that were there. Would you not say that's the case? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely (laughs) true. It's definitely worse still learning. I'm not even at the school, but my sister is still a junior at Bellarmine and she's on, she's being coached by my mom and she has been coached by her by in KJ and on like a club team. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely different when it's high school. There's just that little bit of a different like vibe of and course. definitely everything. But yeah, they're like still learning, still growing in that role as being the daughter and mm-hmm. a teammate and and luckily she Everything. has a sister to kind of, you know, help her through that because it's course. not easy. So 
yeah. It isn't easy. And yeah. it's not easy for your mom either. Oh, and that, yes. And I know it's not easy. So let's, there's a lot of people in our club mm-hmm. and in other clubs and other club sports or high school sport that do coach their children. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit to what that looks like and mm-hmm. how you approach that on a day-to-day basis, Caroline? Sure. I would say in, in club, I coached them when they were younger, but I think it gets more challenging as they get older. So I think you know that was a natural you know, progression to kind of stop that. And then in high school, it just happened to be circumstances. I mean, gosh, going to school at Bellarmine, I didn't want to deny my kids that opportunity just because I was involved there as a teacher and coach. I think more so it's the mindset and the energy and the personality that your kids bring to kind of being a a good teammate. If that's there, then the rest is a little bit easier. Certainly they need to be of a skill level and working hard and being a great teammate. I think that would just be really complicated for the coach and the player if that stuff's not there. So that was kind of the the basic expectation. And and I would say, you know, most of our conversations were about those things because for other kids, it's, you know, they know that you're the mom and you want to make sure that's not at the forefront of the experience for everybody. So just kind of making sure that it's a good experience for everybody. And that means the team chemistry with your kid has to be Mm -hmm. a priority and has to be there. Yeah, it is true. And Mm -hmm. I also am a coach's kid and experience that. I think it is a different mindset for the teammates, Mm -hmm. for the athlete and for the coach. Let's talk briefly about as a parent, Caroline, Mm -hmm. how when your daughter come, either of your kids come to you and they have a different coach, not you at the time. Yes. What is that experience like and how do you advise them if they're frustrated with Mm -hmm. something that may be happening on the court or something with a team? Sure. Yeah. Being a coach, for the most part, we've handled it well because there's a perspective, but there's been times we've handled it not well. I think we've made kind of the common mistakes of wanting our kid to be treated fairly or making sure that they are also getting a good experience. So, you know, we've had our share of you know, moments where didn't either advise, but I think we've tried to help our kids be at the forefront of their communication with coaches. Such a valuable tool right there. Yeah. And that's hard. And my two daughters, they both have different confidence with that. And, you know, like all kids are different. Like Annie, who's sitting next to me, she she initiated conversations without my knowledge and and kind of took the reins a little bit with her experience. But I think for most kids, they're going to need a little bit more of that help and how, how to communicate and then what to say. And that's okay too. And then, you know, there's been times where we've talked to coaches as well, but that's... Like mm, we mean in you and Tim yeah, or like yeah, your, our, mm-hmm. your daughters included? Um, sometimes outside of, but it's mostly, mostly it's with the kids. I think they don't, if they're not a part of that conversation, then we're not really representing kind of the situation mm-hmm. well. So that would be rare. Yeah. That we would talk kind of outside of, or maybe that would be with you know the other coaches request. You know, I think that's in my experience has been the most important is having a really long conversation or a, a specific conversation with kids about you know, your player, about really trying to articulate what it is, uh, you know, cause our kids are, they want to go home and vent and they want to mm-hmm. share with you some of those things. And not all of those kind of challenges are ones that require talking to coaches is about. Right. But if it's a barrier for the kid, then sure they should talk to the coach. So you just try to talk them through and say, yeah, that's hard and be listening. Sometimes as a coach, you want to help solve the problem because right. you see it. Don't Maybe, we all want to yeah, fix the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so some of those challenges are unavoidable and they should be unavoidable. They're right. going to be part of the growings. How would you, Annie, as you're in a hotel room or you're traveling to a tournament or you're in hanging out at a tournament with a bunch of teammates, whether your mom's a coach or whether she's not a coach, you learn a lot of stuff that maybe it would be important that a coach know about players. How do you avoid that scenario? Yes, definitely. As you get older, you're faced with like different situations that sometimes, oh, like, 
like maybe I shouldn't like be here right now or maybe I should like remove myself and it's very important to be like I am a part like we are on a team but it's also like you don't have to be doing everything as a team mm -hmm. sometimes it's better to okay I need some me time I need some like time to like decompress after like a long day of volleyball and be like okay I'm just gonna go lay down or I'm not gonna be involved in other stuff that's happening have you ever especially being on that coach side have you ever given your opinion or advice on how to handle a situation mm. with some teammates and maybe they're not making the right mm. choices or they might be you know there could be so many scenarios they might be talking poorly of the coach mm -hmm. or poorly of a teammate whether it's your parent or not, how are you helping because you've been in that role? Yes, definitely because they're such young girls and that they don't necessarily see big picture things. Like they're just like mad about something that somebody said or that they're getting more playing time. Like as a coach, when I'm coaching, coaching with her this past year, you kind of have to, are you like really mad about it? Or are you like mad about something else? Are you going to be mad about this next week? Or like you might be so consumed with your feelings, but you probably don't really care that much right now. Oh, like you probably really don't care about it. That's really good advice. Advice that we probably all need in our day-to-day -day life when you're on that team you have to be like supportive of your mom right you have to be defending her but you also have to be using my teammates as well right yeah so it's always being like know who you're around I'm always like who are you talking to right now like my right. last name is minus like <laughs> you got to realize that but also I important. think even if your mother wasn't the coach mm. those good teammates out there are the ones that want to diffuse situations yes. versus add fuel to the fire yes. which we all know in a workplace that I deal with every day or in a club environment or community club, anything that you do, I think if you're fueling the fire or are you diffusing it, it's kind exactly. of a key in how you handle things. Important. Yeah. yeah. Very really important. good. Good advice too. I like, I like that approach and that's why I think it's a value of having that kind of mindset that you carry. So speaking of mindset, Caroline, we oh, talk sure. a lot about having a plan when you go into the season, like yes. a, a parent player plan, how you're going to approach stuff, how you talk about. This is a big competitive opportunity. What is it going to look like for yes. that family? Yes. And I think, you know, most of our rosters are around 12. And as a coach, um, you want to serve all 12 kids and, and it's a competitive club. So, you know, I think a lot of our coaches, you know, they, they choose the 12 to be on the team because they know it's going to be a competitive group and they're excited about coaching all 12 of those players. And we want it competitive in practice yes. too. Yes. You know, it's hard to anticipate what the season's going to look like. I think for parents and their players, I always try to get them to have those conversations beforehand about the season about, you know, what are what are the things that are, what are conditions you put on your kids about playing club? So for my, my kids, it was always like, some of those uniforms, that's part of your Christmas gift. Right? Yeah, like there was right. some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just so you know, that's kind of how it's going to go. And then other things were, this is a priority. So on these nights, you're going to practice and it, you have to miss certain things. So it's kind of like laying the groundwork mm -hmm. for, you know, we're, we're committing to this as a family financially and, and with our time and with your energy, you're saying this is number one. So what sort of things will be conditional? These are conditions, right? That standards for you being able to play this year. And it might be, you know, working hard and being a good teammate or making sure to be a, open to learning and all of that, you know, but I think the, the important part is actually telling your kids, okay, being out on the court, 
you know, that's not something you can control, but are you working hard and are you going to every practice and are you making it a priority to be someone who's got relationships with those players on the court, off the court, and those sorts of things Mm -hmm. will likely give you a great experience and improve, extend some of those playing time opportunities as well. But they are, they're they're great ways to, conversations on around those with players and parents often go better. Hey, we, we laid out these conditions. How are we doing with those things? Rather than you need to be out on the court all the time. Right. And even like we were talking about with Annie of being that diffuser of Mm. there's so much windshield time you have with your kid when you're commuting to club or tournaments or traveling on an airplane or whatever. And there's times when it's not going as planned or we're not happy with how the situation is. How do you kind of diffuse or guide them in the right way? And out of everything you could possibly talk about, you are so good at talking to athletes about that. So tell me your, your some of the tricks of those moments. Yeah. Tips and tricks. Yeah. I mean, there's probably times where I've asked questions and maybe my kids go, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about that again. <laughs> so you, you learn sometimes the hard way. And um, I think asking questions or asking an open-ended question is a great thing. Then you get the feedback should be, oh, okay, she does want to talk about it or she like, doesn't. What would be examples yeah. of a couple of those questions? Yeah. I mean, it might be just like, hey, how are things going, you know, with your team? Are you, you know, are you still, especially when you know they're having a hard time asking a question that, again, you'll know right away they don't want to talk about it or they do want to talk about <laughs> it, you know, so you, you kind of get the sense there. And then the other thing is, yeah, try to get them to they kind of work it out themselves. I think Annie was just talking about that too. Asking those questions like, what do you think? And again, instead of trying to say, here's what I see, trying to get them to tell you what they see. And that's, they're pretty, they're pretty smart. <laughs> they the are, are, they're I mean, smart. They and it. then they're so insightful they after are. you just have them think through it in their brain. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And are and, you remembering those conversations oh my right gosh, now? gosh, am I? Yeah, like they never stop. It's especially, like I they know. really don't. And they shouldn't ever stop really because especially for if your parent is a coach, it's mom, sometimes I just want you to listen yeah. and I don't want you to coach. Sometimes I just want to talk crap or sometimes I just want to be mad. So just let me be mad. She's like, okay. And then I'm like, thank you. But you do have to say that sometimes. And it's annoying because it's like she is always think, always thinking from the coach's mm-hmm. mindset and it's you know mom like let's just let's just talk like let's just talk <laughs> like let me talk say okay and then That's she's right. like okay yeah for sure yeah. yeah so Annie it is always a pleasure to have you around and I just want to put this on record right here <laughs> anytime you come back you have a place to coach because <laughs> you bring such value to a team and how to be a good teammate. And every year I've watched you, you just prove when you're playing a lot, when you weren't playing a lot, we were talking about how you started out and you were on the bench a lot and how frustrating that was, how you worked through that and you were still a good teammate. No coach wants to look down the bench and be like, oh, I do not, she is not ready to go in because you're so mad. You were not that person, by the way. (laughs) Thank you for that. I think you bring a lot to the sport. You bring a lot to leadership and leadership development, which is what we want to do for the kids that come through our club. Thank you. So when are you going to come back and coach? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably have to be after college, but <laughs> just move back to this I area. To. I would love to. <laughs> sure. Caroline, you stepped into the 14s coaching role, like literally yes. on the day of was not the plan. <laughs> right. Well, they're such a good group. It was like, yes, I'll take this group. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. It was unexpected, but pretty excited this year. It's a good group. It so. is a good group. It, it, it's going to be fun. Yes. A lot of fun and got some good coaches with us this yeah. year, Miley and Morgan yeah. and excited to kind of help them grow. They're both fabulous coaches. So excited to see what, what they can do this year. So it'll be great. No, it's going to be 
be a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And I am really, really passionate about leadership development mm -hmm. and the leaders that we can grow on a team and, mm -hmm. and people that can elevate and lead in mm -hmm. different ways. Not every leader is the same. How you do so much of that at Bellarmine, mm -hmm. I know you teach to a lot of that and through your coaching experience. Can you talk about ways that you try to instill good, strong leadership development? Initially, it usually starts with kind of the moment at, at the beginning where you don't get a second chance to be kind of a great teammate. One of the examples is like the first time you put a starting lineup on the court, you, you remind them that there's going to be six people that are on the court and maybe six, right, that are off. And just remind them that we know you want to be out on the court, but you looking really sad that your number is not them um, doesn't let your teammates know that you are ready got their to back. go, yeah. that you're yeah, ready to go. Yeah, and that you got their back. And, and in some ways they'll think, well, they think they should be out there instead of me. So just kind of getting them to realize that, yeah, you don't get a do-over necessarily. Your teammates saw that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just kind of that moment to be, you know, that's kind of the beginnings of leadership on a team, which is just being one of the group and then trying to find your way once that trust is built and that camaraderie is built, then you kind of do piece by piece. But that's, that's a pretty easy one. And I think each coach remembers those moments. But yeah, if you kind of give them a chance to do the right thing first, instead of saying, um, here's the lineup and then they do maybe what right. they do. And then uh, <laughs> so instead it's okay. It's kind of that proactive piece of getting mm -hmm. them to think ahead. I love those points. And like I said, having strong leadership and leadership development is really important. So before we wrap up, there's a couple things I do want to touch on that I think are so valuable. And we've talked about this a lot through the years, but more recently in the last few months is athletes walk in as a whole person. Mm -hmm. And that whole person is, you don't know what they dealt with that day, that week, that in their family, in their school, like they're dealing with so much these days, mm -hmm. you know, from peer pressure to social stuff to... Mm -hmm. Like everything that we deal with in a day to day with even some of the mental illness we deal with or how we deal with competition or the diversity that we're faced with. How do we help student athletes and the whole person? I mean, we talked about right. leadership development. We talked about, you know, being a good teammate. Mm -hmm. What are some other things we can do as a club, as coaches to really help that whole person? Right. That's a great question. Um, again, it's the challenges are only increasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for our kids, our young kids. Um, and as a teacher, you deal with this right, every day. Right. Um, that's a great question. I mean, yeah. Partnering with parents and making sure that there's good communication. I think for kids, um, there's some who really want um, kind of those relationships with coaches that open communication um, and want to be able to share some of those things because mm -hmm. it lightens their load. I think for others, the, practice as a reprieve from all the other oh, challenges. The stress. Yeah. yeah. And Good. so you just kind of have to learn what each player needs and wants out of that experience. Um, you know, I think we're lucky that we practice twice a week, maybe, you mm -hmm. know, the high, the high school season is probably one of the harder ones because that's the, that daily and it's, right. there's no break and it's intensive. Um, so I think we're pretty lucky in that regard. Um, but I think it's still, um, it's still a challenge. Um, you know, I think good sleep, good eating habits, good, um, balance with electronics. I mean, it's, I know every family is kind of, you know, challenged with some of those things. Um, but also, a, you know, a, a reasonable amount of expectations. I think the anxiety, Ooh, good, yeah, good point. the anxi anxiety that kids have over again, performance or, um, again, what we're trying to get out of this club experience. Um, you know, just being really, upfront with yourself about that, not adding to the stress, but 
trying to make it, again, a, a joyful experience. I mean, right. we, we want to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because sports have become sometimes mm-hmm. the other, which is all results oriented. And, and I think most of us understand that, yeah, it, it is for the love of the game and, and the people we're doing it with. Oh, good, good yeah. point there. So mm-hmm. in this day and age, just to add to that, mm-hmm. as a student, I mean, before, back in my day, maybe not as much in your day, but in my mm-hmm. day, multi-sport athletes playing year-round in the same sport was really rare. We mm-hmm. went from softball, because they didn't have fast right. pitch. <laughs> right. We went from softball to basketball to track to volleyball. Like we just right. went right into the next sport. And then you had your youth groups and your leadership groups and your band or whatever you did. Like kids are still very active and overcommitted, I think. Mm-hmm. You brought up a really good point when you're talking about your player parent kind of plan for the years. How do you navigate through the the tight demands of scheduling right as a parent and as a coach oh my gosh well and I think every kid's different so I know people that the more and they just thrive off of that Mm -hmm. Um, but that's pretty rare Um, even even those kids will have their moments where it's you know exhausting and overwhelming I think of like a Courtney Thompson I remember she was kind of I mean I'm sure she had her moments but I remember thinking wow she does that 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 Um, but there's a few kids that thrive off of that I think for most kids though it's um yeah picking and choosing. And, and that is the hard part with club and travel, especially mm-hmm. at the older age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to make sure that they don't feel like they're missing and sacrificing everything they do. Right. I mean, you know, it's yeah. the things that feed you either youth group or a leadership opportunity or a retreat or church um, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that, that balance is important. Um, yeah, that's, that is, or just yeah. hanging out with friends. Oh, yes. So, uh, Annie's giving the look like, <laughs> Oh, oh yes. I miss my friends. <laughs> So the final comment I have, and this is such a value right now, is what would you like coaches to do if they have a concern or their daughters have concerns? As a coach, what would you love your parents right now to hear that you would love to happen if they had those concerns? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always good for a coach to have more information. Um, and there are a few kids where um, they don't need that. They can simply just come and train and it's all about the skill and that's exactly what the kid needs. But maybe that's because they have a different support group outside of. Um, but for a lot, for, for some kids, having the coach be a partner in that. Um, yeah, and, and I've, um, I've had parents reach out either in person or via email like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe this kid goes between two houses and mm-hmm. it's really important for you to know that who's dropping off and picking up or sometimes if her shoes are at the other house. I mean, you know, there's just some, oh, yeah, good some point. details um, that it's really nice for a coach. That way, you know, kids might have some anxiety about that, but it's like, oh, you know, my coach knows or um, it's all good. Um, so I think it's, it's important um, and it's, we're involved as much as we need to be, um, but even just being aware uh, and I think for the different age groups too, sometimes you get 12s, 13s, and 14s families that do want to have the coach know a lot more. And then by the older age groups, it, it becomes, you know, the parents are still involved, but it becomes a lot more, you know, kids are driving themselves to Player practice. Player driven, right. Yeah. And so, um, 
Yeah, but it's nice to know because we we travel with these kids and we see them in sports and volleyball puts them in the most stressful situations. Mm-hmm. This kind of reveals a lot and their mental state is important. <laughs> it I is. mean, it and it's is. if they're dealing with other things, yeah, that stuff will come out in those moments and it might not even be, again, what, what you're doing. Uh, you know, a kid might be like, things are just really hard right now. And so, yeah, it's it's nice to know some of those things. Yeah. There was this message. I, I think it was in a training I had recently. It was a Chick-fil-A commercial. I don't know if you ever <laughs> saw it. It showed the backstory of every customer mm. that came in. Someone just earned a scholarship or someone else just got married or someone's like 50 year relationship just ended. It was just the story behind every person that walks in and how your face on the other side of the cashier register can impact it. Wow. In a negative. I mean, I have to pull it up and you have right. to see it sometime because it just, it. we talk about that in the workplace. Yep. By every person that you deal with on the phone, you don't know what they're going through. Mm-mm. So how can we be the best resource, the best tools yep. for them, keep them on the right track? Both of you guys being here in the studio today, it just reminds me of what good people are and good characters. It's such a blessing to have you here. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Don. And coming off of Thanksgiving, I'm just specially blessed to have you here. But any last final thoughts? Well, we're so thankful for our KJ family and the experience that, you know, you've helped us have in the club. And like I said, you know, my kids have played in the program and then they've played outside of the program. I think they've learned so many lessons have been impacted by so many of the coaches and families that have gravitated towards KJ. So just really thankful to have been, yeah, continue to be a part of uh, the KJ family. Yeah, we Woo-hoo. love it. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, we can't wait till you move back and graduate. Right. Of course. <laughs> All right, you guys, it's been a pleasure as always. We're out. <laughs>